All right, welcome to another episode of Restructure. Today we're going to be talking with someone who has a true servant's heart. I know that you're out there trying to serve your clients with all of your heart. He has sent thousands of supplies to Puerto Rico after a hurricane. He's going to be talking to us about feeling protected for your clients and for your own business. This is Restructure. Here we go. Thank you. All right. So here we are. Welcome back to Restructure, Bart. How's it going, man? Wonderful. Glad to be here. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. What's so wonderful with you? Um, summer's almost over. Kids are going back to school. Boo. I want to go back to school. Can I, I want to go back to work. Can I, go, can, I move, can I go back home and go back to school? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. What are you going to study? Um, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? How about that? I want to be a professional fisherman. Mm, I can see that. You got the outfit to match today. Thank you. I want to wear a baseball cap in the middle of a river. and Except I don't really care about catching fish. I just want to be fishing. So I probably can't make a very good living if I don't catch a bunch of fish. But I'd like mm. to try. I think you need to be a little more successful in your day job. And then maybe <laughs> you'll get there. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of day jobs, yes, we do have somebody that's actually awesome at his job joining us today, David Huck. Welcome to the show. Yay! Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> yes, if you're out there running in the morning, then good morning. If you're uh, driving in the middle of the night, good evening. <laughs> no comment. No comment. You're doing great. Thank you. Keep it up. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's so much to talk about with David. I, I don't even know where to start. So why don't you, why don't you start with, you know, talking to, t talking to him about what he. Well, I, I mean, it's pretty awesome because uh, we were chatting before the show about you know uh, what we do for a living, jobs versus who we are as individuals, and bringing that to the table as far as what you do for a living. Okay. And I think that leads into. Uh, you know, the servant side of David's story. And, uh, you know, he's in the insurance business, which in and of itself may not be glamorous, just like real estate agents. It's not necessarily a, let's just talk about that all day <laughs> uh, kind of topic. Yes. But um, it's not fun to talk about all day. You know, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of alignment between real estate agents and their business and insurance agents and their business. And we're going to try and glean some, uh, some uh, nuggets out of those things. And then what David also does in his personal side and how that you know attracts the kind of business that he he wants and those relationships is really what it boils down to so well let's get into it david i met you at uh, rotary club here in prosper which for those of you who do not know a rotary club is a service organization now you're gonna have to eat the mic david for us to hear you it's about a four inch uh, reach yeah. on the sound acquisition <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we've, now we've got although his voice here. is way more better like piercing and we have yet to invite anyone on the show who sounds worse than us <laughs> so like, true. we've got to work on we're it. pretty bad yeah <laughs> go so, ahead david let's hear it go yeah, ahead talk, we're talk. all ready we built it way up now tell us about it tell us Serving. something um no I, I think the best thing in what you do is just making sure that you live your life the way you want to live your life right so 
I'm, I'm an insurance agent. I don't think insurance is the most exciting thing out there, but I, I do like helping people. I do like educating, and I do like talking. So one of the things that I do is when I'm working with a client, what I'll do is I'll ask them a lot of questions, learn more about what they want and what they're trying to do. So instead of me trying to push on them what I think they need, I'm, in essence, solving a problem, not selling them a product. Absolutely. That's great. And I, I, it was really funny, actually, before we got on, he was talking about how awesome he was when he first started selling insurance. <laughs> Can you kind of kind of go into that yeah, for a so second? Let's, I, I think we may have missed that story up. Why don't you tell us again, David? Okay. How was it? <laughs> so about 20 years ago, I got in the insurance business right out of school. So I was selling or trying to sell insurance and was doing a miserable job in it. And so <laughs> basically the reason what was I was taught to sell the insurance. I was taught to say, this is what you need. And over the years of epic failure, I grew into a situation of uh, started asking people and, and building relationships, right? So when I stopped trying to sell insurance, that's when I became successful because I was getting to know the person. And at a certain point, I just started giving up on selling. And I just got to know who they are, what they're about, what they want, and what their objectives and what their life story is. That is like 101 on how to talk to people and gain, you know, some rapport. That is actually sales 101 right there. It is. It's like stop and, talking and listen. And it sounds a little cliche, and some of you might be out there rolling your eyes, but we can all picture a time where whether we were tired or in a rush or whatever, and we did not listen, and we just tried to... Results driven. Transact, yeah. Just yeah, like results it. driven. Don't care what you're saying to me. What do we do to sign on the bottom line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things is when I started hearing myself, my own voice, is when you're selling something, there's a sense of desperation. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that desperation. They want to leave the room as soon as you really you need that sale. When you let go of that and you actually just build a relationship with people, then that's where they trust you and you can provide them what their needs are. And at that point, they're actually telling other people about you because they're, they're telling them you, they're, he's not going to sell you something. Yeah, they you know, like you. Yeah, and it's, it's about the long run too. So if you don't try to push and sell something that same day, you're just asking them questions about themselves and you actually don't offer something. They yeah. go, oh, wait, that was a nice guy. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I started being successful is then I started focusing on the long run, right? So just developing relationships. And if someone purchased something, great. If someone didn't, that's great too because I got to meet a really cool person and developing those relationships. And then what I found out was is I wasn't selling at that moment, but people trusted me. And over years, they would come back and they would say, hey, look, you quoted me five years ago. Can you look at my stuff now? And I go, sure, that'd be great. And then sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And people are almost afraid of um, rejecting you. Yeah. So when you make a situation and you make it comfortable for them to say, I found something better, then you're on their list. Yep. Right. And that's all I want to be is I want to be on their list. So when the time comes up and they're unhappy with their current situation, then then they're going to be giving me a call. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to miss the opportunity to correlate that to real estate. I mean, is that not 
sound perfectly. He could have literally plugged in real estate agent to what he just said. I just want to be on the list. How many people do you know are licensed? Like 20. <laughs> that are related to <laughs> you, by Texas. the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are relatives. <laughs> uh, so they don't care. They, they have a need. And mm -hmm. they're going to probably make, it's going to happen at some point when the timing is right. And you just need to make, make the cut to provide the service. Yeah, it's a, when I'm working with someone, I don't want to make him make. I don't want them to make a decision based on fear. Um, I want them to make a, a decision on joy, right? Some, something they're happy about, something they're they're good with. Because at the end of the day, you can be do a really good job at selling something today because you are guiding, you are pushing everything in one direction, and you did a great job. They bought exactly what you're trying to sell, but then the next day they start thinking with their own mind, and they're, so what did I just do? <laughs> What just yeah. happened? Why do I buy? Mm -hmm. Why do I own this? Yeah. The uh, timeshare, right? It sounds like a great oh idea, you know, when you oh, sign up for it. And then you spend <laughs> sure, the This is a family show. <laughs> We're not talking about timeshares. Uh, oh, my gosh. So uh, I, do wanna, I do want to jump in real quick because we've not done a good job about this in the past uh, because not everyone's able to listen to an entire podcast. But yeah. David is making himself available to anyone out there. He said, really, anyone in the country uh could give him a call and he'd talk to you about your business so you know you may be out there thinking okay we're talking about real estate clients buying homes and insurance agents representing those clients but you've got business insurance too and i just wanted to throw that out there real quick that david has offered to uh, listeners of our show just a quick consultation just hey you know uh, here's here's about your here's what's going on in your business here's where you're vulnerable insurance yeah. wise and it's important or even devil's advocate i've got eno through my brokerage you know, why do I need to talk to David? Well, I think he can probably share some pretty good information on why, <laughs> depending yeah. on what aspect of the real estate business they're in uh, and how big their team is, um, they may be able to actually realize they're a little underinsured. <laughs> yeah. The basic thing is, is I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here to make sure that what you have is what you need. Uh, people think insurance is one thing. Yes, I have insurance. Well, what does that insurance cover? So we have a real estate agent, right? So they're covered by their house, but they do some side work. So they might ma manage properties. Well, their brokerage firm doesn't cover e and for managing properties. Well, if something happens to one of those properties, that side piece of business, you're not covered and you're at risk. And you're also putting your brokerage at risk because it's not covered. So there's different things. It's, it's the holes in the coverage that you need to know. And it's my job as an agent is not to sell you something. It's to point out what risks are there and to make sure that it's your choice. Do you want to cover those risks or do you want to hold on to those risks? And yeah. people can own their own risk, and that's fine. And At least do it knowingly. Always make it a choice versus um, ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. Never make, never be in a, walk into a situation where a choice is made, being made for you because you're not making that choice. And where can they find you? What's the website? or? So you can reach out to me at prosperins.com. That's my website. Or you can email me at david at prosperins.com, and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. And we'll have that on our yeah, comment we'll, section. Yeah, we'll put a link down there. It'll be there everywhere. And, you know, tag you on Facebook so that all your friends can come watch you. So let's <laughs> so, uh, so on a on a kind of moving a little further and circling back to what we talked about at the opening of the show about service and a servant 
yeah, minded. I, I want to. Yeah, I mean, uh, David is. He, I mean, he's dodging it. We tried to get him to talk about it there at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're uh, we're <laughs> circling back. We're, we're going to hit him right between the eyes right we're, now. We're coming back with it. Uh, you have a personal connection to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, I just want you to take just a few minutes. I mean, it's uh, this is not self-aggrandizing or anything like that. I mean, you really did something to serve people. And uh, it's it was important to them, is important to our community here. So please tell us about it. Um, sure. So uh, after Maria uh, in, uh, what was it, uh, September, October of uh, 2017, there was a huge hurricane that passed through, and it basically wiped out um, wiped out the island of Puerto Rico. That was about uh, just uh, shortly after um, another hurricane passed through and kind of grazed the island, caused a lot of damage. There was severe devastation um, after Hurricane Maria. So uh, I'm married to a, a beautiful Puerto Rican woman, uh, <laughs> and uh, I have now I have family in Puerto Rico. So it, we were glued to the TV, watching all the things and trying to reach out, and basically all communication was wiped out. Right, so there's you couldn't reach people by phone. Um, phone lines were cut. Um, towers were down, so we couldn't reach family for days upon days um, until uh, my father-in-law he had to actually walk all day, crossing over roads that were washed out, um, landslides covering it, until he reached a point where his cell phone could work because he was close enough to uh, one of the few towers that was working and called us. So we he, we knew he was alive. Wow. Um, it was crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So um, right then and there, we was like, how can we help? Because really that's what it's about. So we are blessed. We're fortunate. We have all the things that we can ever want um, in this area. And uh, here and we're just successful. We have love our family, uh, nice homes. And what can we do to the people who are hurting? So we got together. As, uh, at that time, I was the president of the Rotary Club here in Prosper. And uh, so we put together um, a fundraising program, pro, uh, program, and so we started raising funds online. We emailed friends, uh, started raising funds. We got other local Rotary clubs uh, giving donations. So we purchased medical supplies, and we sent down about um, I mean about a thousand pounds of, of medical supplies, FedEx, and we flew down there. We hand packed everything. We shipped it down there. We arrived, we picked everything up, and we hand-delivered it to, you know, from, from the very beginning to the very end, we knew where the products were going, we, directly into the hands of the people who needed it, um, which that's one of the f small things we could do, um, but it, I think, left more of an impact on us and the people who actually flew down and did it than potentially the people that were, were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was amazing because I've been down to Puerto Rico a number of different times, right? We go down there once or twice a year. And just to see the devastation of the island, I mean, the it's a lush, beautiful, green island jungles here to there. You look around and you can basically just see, you know, maybe 100 feet and then it's the jungle, right? It's just beautiful. When we went down there, um, it seemed like half the trees were knocked down. The vegetation was down. Their parents lived in a um, in a valley in the center of the um, center of the island. Uh, we couldn't see one neighbor to the next. When we went down their trip, we saw almost all the way down the valley because everything wow. was devastated, just almost cleared off the map. Um, so we, with those supplies, we we I think we did a good job. Uh, we we reached as many people as we could, 
And uh, then when we got back, we kind of spread the word a little bit more, and we send um, three more pallets um, of material with a couple other Rotary Clubs down there of other supplies like hygiene kits, additional medical supplies, a couple generators, um, food and, and uh, water filters because the with without electricity, a lot of people's water were cut off. So, um, you know, they just you couldn't drink, you couldn't eat, there wasn't food, there wasn't a distribution change, right? So, you we did what we could. Um, one of the main things we did was uh, send out with these uh, um, their insulin cooling kits. So there's these little packs with um, crystals in there. You soak them in water, and through uh, evaporation, it kept these insulin cool for two days. And you just soak it in water, and it would cool it for another two days. People don't realize if you're not diabetic, insulin, if it goes bad, if it goes above those degrees, you know, this is Puerto Rico, so it gets warm there <laughs> a little bit. And so if it, then the insulin goes bad, you know, so. Uh, I don't think I've had that kind of dire problem really no, ever. No, I mean, truly, I mean, I mean, we're fortunate to not to deal with that. But, I mean, I ju- it's just amazing that to me that even with your connection, you saw a need, you had, you had access to some solution right mm-hmm. i mean the devastation was so far and wide it's not like you could just come to the Rotary club and say hey let's go fix puerto rico you said what can we do yeah and and you did something you know was, I, I was just very impressed yeah absolutely me too and you know uh, you yourself as well as other members of the Rotary club um who did they call for that support um so what basically it was friends and family who yeah. we reached out to, right? You know, you get on Facebook, you send them a link, and they can donate on online, right? So uh, that was their first steps. And then, you know, it's I think the most important thing is people didn't know what to do, and at some point you just need to act. You know, I didn't know what to do before we started, yeah. right? Uh, I just have – I'm surrounded by amazing people, right? So I just started asking questions. And I think that's the, the whole – the staying, saying you, you hear is analysis paralysis, right? You keep on thinking about what to do. Well, at a certain point, you just need to get off your butt and do it. Yeah. You uh, gave people an avenue to know what to do. Yeah. They just need a, a place to, you know, can, excuse me, <clears throat> to contribute, and uh, and you provided that that path. It, yeah, and it's just it's just putting people to work, you know. If, if you give people just a little direction, you can – it's amazing what you can do. Do you, uh, I mean, this is a loaded question, but in addition to friends and family of members of Rotary, did you rely or ask any networking groups or clientele that you had served to support? Um, so a lot of, you know, we'll se- we sent out emails to um, our client base, and that's, you know, one of the things is reaching out. And because I have a lot of close relationships with my clients, it's not transactional, um, I was able to ask the clients and they go okay yes you know let's let's do this let's help because everyone's looking for an avenue to to work together and that kind of i guess comes back full circle to what we were talking about before right yeah yeah so um so if you uh, develop relationships with people then the that comfort level will generate your ability to um ask questions and them to ask questions of you for help yeah um and that's kind of going back to what we were saying before is you want to build a relationship 
whether it's with your clients or people you know, yeah, because that's where things come from. Yeah, I think you people know. get in the weeds like you did when you told us about you started selling insurance. It was all yeah. about sales and results oriented. You were learning the product of what you were trying to sell and make a living with. And only through trial and error, as I mean, I think this mirrors exactly with real estate agents. They come in, they get bogged down with how to write a contract, make sure it's right. They're representing their clients to the best of their ability and sometimes they don't know how, making sure they have support to do so. But over time, if you can make it through that initial <laughs> period of one to three years, whatever it might be, you know, you realize the relationships are what sustain a business and yeah. create success. You can only beat up your friends and family so much <laughs> and sell so many houses or so many insurance um, before <laughs> they stop answering your phone call. I think there are actually very, there's probably a couple of companies in both industries you could probably name that hire people for specifically for that reason. Yeah. I just want to do the friends and family business and then you can leave. Yeah, because you're yeah. probably not going to keep your family. Yeah, we'll keep your family. We'll keep your business you brought. See you later. Yeah. Good luck in the next uh, career. And I and yes, yeah, so when we talk about the two to three, I mean the one to three years or you know ever. At the end of the day, it's uh, it's, it's enough times to put yourself out there to have made enough mistakes to to learn. Yeah, I mean I think that's that's what I'm hearing you say. I mean you you've spent a lot of time and have learned from the mistakes. Kind of taking it back to back to business. Um, what you did in Puerto Rico was, I mean, it really sounds mistake free. And, uh, so thank you for sharing that story. But, but on the business side, it's, it's learning and then sharing that what you learned with your clients. Well, yeah. I mean, he wasn't afraid to ask for help because it, like you said, it wasn't transactional. It's a relationship. Yeah. So it goes both ways and that's a really, that makes for a pretty happy life business wise and personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, so, being in the Rotary, I didn't join the Rotary to um, as a networking group. Um, I ended up getting quite a bit of business through the people I've met, but I didn't get business from the group. I got business from friends I made in the group, right? And it's not me asking them to buy something. It's them asking me for help. And sometimes that's pointing them in a different direction. Uh, and when you see the person the next week, they go, oh, thanks. You couldn't help me, but you know, I got this other guy. Maybe I can, maybe you can help him. And then you're doing it, you're interacting and um, helping people in the right direction. Sometimes you get the business, sometimes you don't. But like anything else, it's, it's the law of large numbers, right? The more no's you get, um, the more yeses you'll have. And especially if you're not beating them over the head with, this is what you need, buy from me. It's, what are your needs? What are you looking for? How can I help you? Yeah. And I know you're shaking your head, Aaron, but I mean, the the choices you make in real estate about how who you affiliate with as far as other service providers is exactly what David's referring to. It's like maybe I can't help you, but you're gonna I'm a resource for you. Yeah. And I can help you find a trustable resource to get that need met. And so, you know, that speaks to the choices you make on who you do business with uh in real estate and um yeah, I, I believe you'll get there. I'm, it'll it'll either take you not very long or it'll take you a long time. But at some point in your real estate career, uh, for those of you out there uh, still listening at this point, you will get there. Yeah. Because you'll, I mean, either just through sheer, these are the people that are that are left that want to work with you. Maybe you're a challenging person to work with, um, honestly. <laughs> it's not for everybody. <laughs> we know there's not for everybody. But, there, uh, but, I mean, relationships matter for everybody. And uh, I, I mean, David, it's been awesome getting to know you since I got up here. And of course, you know, Rotary's an affinity that we've 
both shared and uh, love that organization but uh, I think we're I think we're coming in on closing thoughts yeah. Mark, do you have anything to uh, you know I think uh, yeah David thanks for being here I hopefully uh, brought some listeners some some thoughts that they can kind of uh, work on in their business and maybe maybe being a little more intentional about relationships in their business because um, it does bear good fruit um, and uh, not get bogged down in the how-to rather than just the people. You'll yeah. figure out how to. Yeah, I mean, it's just good fruit for your soul. I mean, for your personal soul to get out and uh, serve. And, I mean, you hear it so many times, like, oh, yeah, I went and, uh, you know, packed food for so-and-so, and it was it meant more to me than I think it meant to them. Like, if somebody's really hungry, you taking them food probably meant a lot to them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm say yes. so get out there and, and do that. Uh, David, do you have any kind of final thoughts before we sign off here? Uh, I think the most important thing, it, just to kind of sum up, it's it's about the relationship and it's about the long term. So if you push to close something right away, um, you're more likely to, to scare away the business than it to attract it. And if you look at every relationship as something you're going to get positive just by having that relationship, the more relationships you have, the more successful it will be. And yeah. if people come, if you become the resource for them to ask questions, whether it's your field or even something different, they're thinking of you, right? And when they have a problem, you want to be, you want to help them with that solution. Yep. So, I agree. And uh, again, we're going to have David's information up on uh, uh, below the comment section and on the various sources we distribute on. Please reach out to him. Awesome guy. Is great at what he does. I don't know anybody better. Um, and just make sure, you know, either for yourself from a business standpoint, is it properly insured to match what you're actually doing for a living uh, or even as a resource for your clientele, you know. Um, yeah. Protect your business. Protecting your business is protecting your family. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I can say it any more clearly than that. So I do like actually that. have a motivational quote this show. Sweet. Let's hear do you it. you want to hear it? I want to be motivated right now. All right. So I think this plays in pretty well with uh, what Dave was talking about earlier and kind of learning to listen. But uh, the quote is from Seneca. Silence is a lesson learned from the many sufferings of life. Mm, pretty good yeah so yeah don't trip out there while you're running and uh, we will see you on the next show of restructure david bart we're out of here see ya 